You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. W-H-D-10-Sports-4-W-265-CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square media station. One man to beat. You can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that full black, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run it back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. I am Xavier Houston, and I am sitting in this morning for Martin as he is out on assignment. We are going to be joined all day today with DC of DC Capstone Report, and of course Joe Gaither running the boards. How you doing this morning, DC? Oh, doing great. Ed, how are you this morning? Just glad to be on with you. All right, man. It's wonderful. Got a lot of news to talk about. Alabama released their depth chart yesterday. A lot of surprises to me. Going to break that down in a little bit. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about some news around the Alabama world. And starting it off, D.C., of course, yesterday we had the, we talked about Brian Robinson being shot on Sunday, but he was got some good news. It wasn't that serious. He had surgery. What are your thoughts on that situation? Yeah, I, it's just a tragic situation. Anytime you have someone who's really doing well for himself, it really rose him to the top of the depth chart. But it is great to hear that he's doing well. I understand he's going to be released for the hospital if he hadn't already been released. And uh, But some of the details coming out uh, were just, uh, you know, tragic for, for Brian. But also, uh, he was just out. Uh, I, I understand he was just out eat, uh, eating, eating at a place, uh, walked uh, several blocks back to his car, and I, I would probably think it's probably his car that drew attention to him. I think he has one of those Dodge Charger Hellcat cars. And it was two, two, two minor 17- to 15-year-old kid that, that uh, fought him to try to steal his car, and he fought for his car. I think he wrestled a gun away from uh, one of them that I understand. And, uh, but then the other one shot him a couple of times, I believe, in his, 
in his leg and his extremities uh, and was able to have surgery and get those removed. I understand the D.C. police are still looking for those two young men. They'd already stolen another car. They found that car abandoned in the neighborhood. I'm just uh, hoping and praying that uh, they'll be caught and hopefully they can turn their life around and also that uh, Brian Robinson uh, recovers and is able to get back. Uh, I think from what I'm hearing uh, Jonathan Allen speak yesterday and then also hearing uh, his coach Rivera speak that there's possibility he'll get back and still be able to have some playing time uh, sometime this season, and I hope he does. Yeah, it's just a really sad situation, especially hearing when it was kids that did it. Yeah, and youth like that, and, and uh, just, uh, you know, 15, 17 years old, and just, just, you know, wonder what's going on in our society today when you have two youth that way carrying handguns uh, that are uh, you know, trying to steal cars uh, in the even time. I'm assuming that. I'm just assuming this is David, this DC's assumption here, but that his car probably was what drew attention to him. I don't know that they knew he was a, a professional football player, but you know that you know that that's going on in DC. And then the news broke yesterday of a gang of uh, people uh, people that were that's been stalking and uh, hunting, uh, so to speak, robbing celebrities uh, in uh, in the Atlanta area. So that you know, you know people having things that can attract and Calvin attention. Ridley. Was yeah. one of their victims. Yeah, Calvin really was one of their victims. And also, other celebrities that have been on uh, TV and different things were their victims as well. But I think it's having having uh, things, good, nice things like that, uh, you know, attracts the, the the evil in the world, I guess, to, to, to come and, and try to get it from you. I, I just feel sorry. I, I hate it for, for Ryan Robinson. Knowing him, a local kid here, where he's come from, worked really hard to get what he has and uh, then someone you know some two youth 15 17 year old kids try to take it from him that's just a it's just it's just terrible in our society today yeah it is our breaking with those two situations but good news for an alabama native tim anderson who went to hillcrest high school as well he has been added to team usa for the world baseball classic that is a great, uh, another great accomplishment there. A local uh, product out of Hillcrest High School making it a huge impact, in the, uh, and then uh, going, being able to be added to that roster. That's a, that's a great, really great accomplishment. Yeah, Tim's kind of been becoming one of the faces of Major League Baseball over the last couple of years, and so I think this is a really big thing for him, and it will just add more to that. And another thing is, D.C., can you believe that a Alabama first-rounder is most likely going to get cut or traded from his team after one year? No, it's hard to believe. Which one are you talking about, X? Alex Leatherwood of the Raiders. Yeah, I, I saw I saw that uh, coming up. You know, the Raiders are... Have been making a lot of moves, and I think, um, I believe they've been uh, dealing with some some players. I think situationally in their in their in their uh, roles on the team, and it's possible that Leatherwood may be on the outs or, or traded. You know, Kenyon Drake also uh, was let go from the from the Raiders as well. Uh, it's another one of Alabama young young men. I, I understand he has or or yesterday was in talks with the Ravens which would be a great landing spot for him to get some immediate playing time with their situation at running back. So 
maybe they'll fall in the right place and be able to contribute. To I think both of them both have some, some good years left in them. Oh, yeah, especially with Alex being just in his second year. And, you know, it's, it, the situation with the guys out in Las Vegas has not been pretty. Of course, you know, Henry Ruggs with what happened last fall. Alex struggled all year, hasn't been able to improve enough for the new staff to be like, hey, we want to keep him around. Uh, so hopefully he can get in a better position whether it be with another team or maybe keep him at guard. He might not be a tackle in the NFL. Yeah, it's possible he could stay in the guard position and really carve out a good a good career for himself. So, you know, I, I, think that, uh, I think that's probably his best bet at this point. Yeah, and then you have softball player Ashley Prang speaking out about mental health. And when you look at that, you had Javion Cohen, doing it earlier this summer. What do you think about these young players, these young athletes speaking out about their mental health and wanting to improve that? Well, I think it's a great thing. I think uh, what we're seeing is in our in our day and time, the young people are really uh, carrying the banner, if you will, for mental health at this point. And it's become easier because one or two have stepped out and talked about their mental health. Uh, you know, I, I go back to, you know, gymnastics when Simone Biles took some time away and, and talked about her mental health. And, and we know the pressure that these young athletes are on. And, and in our culture today, that pressure starts at an early age, as you're well aware, in Little League and, um, you know, uh, travel ball, all the travel gymnastics, all the things that are so uh, stress high, high on them. That mental health that uh, you know, becomes uh, affected by that uh, championship drive or push to succeed by family members and coaches and trainers and and all of that. And it's a lot of pressure on young people. And you're just now seeing people like Ashley Prang and and uh, you know uh, Javion Cohen coming out and talking about uh, their mental health. And I think Alabama and the football program at least is for a while now. Uh, Coach Saban, one of the pillars of his uh, skills of leadership is to bring in people to talk about mental health. You know, he, if you go way back to Dr. Kevin Elko when he when he came in and, and talked to the team. So we, we, it's not uncommon at Alabama, but you just haven't seen people speaking out about it. It's kind of like taboo. If you admit that you're having issues, it makes you feel weak. But I think what we're seeing is it's this, this voice that the young people have now that admitting it and getting help is really empowering them. It, it, it makes them stronger. So I'm glad to see it. Glad to see more people speaking out about it. Uh, you know, my day and time, I know X, you're a lot younger than me. Uh, you, you're, uh, the young people seem to have a better voice in that than older adults. Older adults like myself uh, still tend to work every day and keep that uh, compartmentalized and keep it to themselves. They don't want to admit that there's anything wrong. And it only continues to get worse. So, I think I think with the rise we've seen in uh, youth everywhere, uh, with uh, suicides and and uh, you know things that have happened that's caused these athletes to say, "Hey, I have a I have a platform now," uh, then then I can speak out and people will listen. Uh, and I think social media has played a, a part in that as well. It, it's played a part on both sides. It is uh, it has been dangerous for those who are in the spotlight be scrutinized so much that's hurt their mental health but 
the these young people that are stepping up are now saying, "Hey, I, I want to use that media uh, to get the good word out about uh, about speaking out about mental health and 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 continuing to improve on that, and that it's not a weakness; it's a strength." And I think it's great. Yeah, I, I'm a back end millennial, and I saw it starting to pick up steam when I was younger. But these Gen Zs, they catch a lot of flight, but they are a step above anything that even my generation was doing at this level when it comes to mental health. And I respect them and love that they're doing it. And it's going to get it better and easier for everyone that follows them. Yeah, I think so. I think they're plowing the field here uh, to make sure that the, the the soil is fertile for those that come behind them to be able to speak out and to be able to get help uh, and that it's not a weakness, it's a strength. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to go ahead and get to our first break. We're going to come back and break down this Alabama death chart. If you want to call in, use the Alabama One hotline at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Tuesday morning with a wreck on 2059 westbound near mile marker 85 at Covered Bridge Road exit number 86. If you see other conditions this morning... My law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny today, scattered showers and thunderstorms developing this afternoon and early tonight. The high today, 92, tonight's low, 72. For tomorrow and Thursday, mostly sunny both days and not as humid. Highs very close to 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Houston sitting in this morning, and we have DC DC Capstone Report. We've got Pat on the phone. How are you doing this morning, Pat? Good morning, fellas. Hey, I got to have a shout out to Mason about picking Andrews out number five for five days to Alabama football. Uh, you realize uh, that Zao never lost a football game in high school? Uh, yeah, one of the greatest high school quarterbacks ever uh, to come out. I mean, just a 
It's a really, really good player. He doesn't get enough credit, Pat. Thank you for shouting out and shouting out to Andrew Zell. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, hey, the last time I saw him, they had one of these uh, deals. I used to work on a 50-yard line in Alabama, and uh, they had uh, one of these uh, deals where old players came back to do things. See, he could still throw a ball on the rope 50 yards, and that must have been about four years ago. But, I mean, it, it was incredible the power that he had in his arm. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about linebackers, if it's okay with y'all. And, uh, uh, yes, about but behind these ones, about what we're going to do in the event, because there was a, uh, God forbid now, mind you, but about five or six years ago, we had a deal where we lost two or three linebackers. I'm talking about in the depth chart. I mean, we, we had linebackers falling, and, and, and I don't know if it was the red-headed stranger that was our strength and conditioning coach, but it likes to be we were having lower extremity injuries. Oh, you know, that hopefully that's been corrected. But good Lord, uh, what do y'all think about these uh, linebackers uh, behind, especially in the middle? And, uh, I'm ahead, very, very concerned. Well, I, I think I think we've really got a, a good set of linebackers in the middle. You know, I, I know that, that when the depth chart come out, everybody expected Jalen Moody to be at least bracketed with someone. Uh, but that that wasn't the case. I've talked all along about how he's impressed. Uh, so I think the stars with Henry Toto and Jalen Moody, and you got two right behind them in Kendrick Blackshire and Deontay Lawson, really highly touted, uh, as you well know, uh, uh, stars coming out of high school. And uh, then you also got Jihad Campbell, who's really who's really uh, showed a lot of flash in in the. That's who I wanted to talk about was was Campbell. But yeah, I'm hearing really, really good things about Campbell. It's, yeah, he's, it's, he showed a lot of promise in the practices. Pat, uh, I've even heard that they're trying to work in a, a way for him to get on the field in some some uh, third down situations because he does such a good job of coverage and our blitzing, or, or rushing the passer from the middle. So I think Campbell, Blackshire, and Lawson are all all good backups. I think we're in a better position this time, depth wise, at middle back linebacker than we have in quite some time. Yeah, when you look at these guys, they're they're a lot more experienced up front. And then these guys in the back are really good athletes. And it's going to be able to to allow Alabama to do more. Like you said, Campbell has the ability to cover, rush. He reminds me of a smaller Dante Hightower. Yeah, they yeah, got those high, quality dicks, uh, definitely. Yeah. Hey, Hightower was just, hey, special. Man, uh, be, being, that, being that big and being able to run like that, you know, that's what that's what those people up north just didn't understand that we build them bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, hey, uh, D.C., have a great week. And uh, thank you, X, and uh, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll mark to be back tomorrow. Well, thank you, Pat. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. That was Pat on the Alabama One hotline. So we're going to get more into this depth chart. Uh, Joe, I want your opinion as well. Uh, DC, what was the biggest shocker to you? Uh, 
Well, uh, let me start on the defensive side of the ball. I, I, I really think there's uh, three uh, things on the defensive side of the ball. Well, one I've already mentioned. Everybody, everybody I talked to told me that you know, Jalen Moody wasn't, wasn't going to start. He was going to be – they might give him a head on the first step chart and bracket him as a, as a starter. But we didn't see that at all. I, I think we saw him come out as Henry Toa Toa and Jalen Moody as the starting uh, linebackers. Now, that's not to say that he may be overtaken later in the season, but – at least he's going to get his uh, coach. Saban's going to give him his start. So I, th- I think that was a surprise to some of the naysayers. Uh, but the one thing on the defensive line, everybody's talking about Jaheim Otis. But you know, we we we've, we've talked about that X throughout the whole fall camp of how good he's done, mm-hmm. and and and, it, and I expected him to get some some playing out time. But being bracketed with DJ Jail Dale was was impressive for for that freshman. But what I like to see here is is a guy that I've talked about uh, talked about with Martin for several years now, and that's Tim Smith. Uh, you know, everybody was talking about uh, 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 Justin Borgby and Byron Young and Jamil Burroughs, but very few people gave credit to Tim Smith. And Tim Smith has really done in, in his three or four years here at Alabama, I mean, coming out of Florida when he came in uh, as, a, as a, a young recruit, he was more built like a nose guard with 6'4", 340. Uh, but he yeah. has really transformed his body. I think he's listed now at 6'4", 304 increased his speed, but he already had a great speed, and it's really had a great fall camp. So him getting a start at one of the defensive end positions opposite Byron Young was, in my opinion, a a shock uh, that, that most people weren't looking for. And then finally, the person that I've been speaking about for the entire fall camp on defense that has been impressive, and that's Terrion Arnold, uh, to be bracketed with Kool-Aid, uh, with the Kyrie Jackson opposite Kool-Aid McKinstry and Eli Ricks uh, just goes to show you how much that he is uh, – uh, how much he's done in this fall camp to go from last year to this year uh, starting corner. So I, I'm really impressed by that. Yeah, I know you've been a high on Terry. And, and, you know, we had Tim Smith on the show, and he was talking about everything he's done to get ready. And I thought he was going to be a deep nose guard as well. So the fact that he's at in shows a lot of what he's done. Uh, Joe, what you got? Well, I'll go the other side of the ball on offense uh, just to see – just Kendall Randolph. Ooh, yeah, I'll go the other side of the ball. Kendall Randolph uh, supplanting – seems to be supplanting Javion Cohen as the starting left guard. Uh, very surprising considering I, I thought Javion Cohen had a pretty strong season last year. And Kendall Randolph, you, you guys talking about Tim Smith's body transformation – Kendall Randolph going from a tweener tight end slash tackle to playing guard, I thought it was just uh, he, he must have been doing a lot of extra work this season too. So I'm really interested to see him on the field on, on Saturday night. I agree with you, Joe. That's really that's a really uh, big thing there that I think people are really slept on all fall camp. Thought it was a experiment, if you will, but. Uh, Evidently, like you said, he's transformed his body. He's dedicated in the offseason to get that position. He fought for it, and I'm glad to see him after sticking around this long, uh, kind of make a niche for himself on the, and, and be productive on the offensive line. Oh, yeah. And, Joe, you nailed the wide receivers. 
Yeah, I saw that when I when, when they came out. I thought, yes, I got uh, <laughs> I got a good guess right there. So uh, yeah, and Kobe Prentice, young man from Alabama, uh, taking advantage of JoJo. Or I mean, uh, we, we hope JoJo has a has a speedy recovery, but taking advantage of the opportunity that he's been given uh, to to be starting right there in the, in, in the slot. I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I'm really hoping that the, those three are the first three that roll out there, but we roll out. You know, three, six, seven wide receivers in the game on on, uh, on Saturday. I hope we were able to use the depth at the wide receiver position to really wear out defensive backfields. I think Joe and I have always been high on Treshawn Holden. We've all, both of us, have said that uh, he was he was doing good and see him make him making a name for himself in the in the defense. But you know, um, what is your biggest take on the wide receivers? What name not being mentioned there? To, uh, is a shock to you. Uh, to me, I don't see Aaron Anderson anywhere. Yeah, that's a very shocking. Big shock to me. And But, you know, he's been dealing with an injury, so that might play into it. Because uh, he had a great spring. Yeah, and the other thing is... Huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was shocked by that. Uh, amongst the wide receivers was Emmanuel Henderson making the move late in camp and already getting listed on the depth chart. Yeah, most definitely. I, I, that, that was where I, that was my interchange was one I didn't have. I didn't have Emmanuel Henderson. I didn't have Kendrick Law uh, on my depth chart. Uh, uh, so I, that, that was a shock to me as well. Yeah, no Shaz Preston either. Uh, yeah. That was a little shocking because I was hearing he was a great, he had a great camp. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I'm just not sure where, what's going on there, but at least, uh, you know, Treshawn Holden has really put the work in, it looks like, and taken advantage of getting one of these starting positions. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, was anybody shot that Darian Dalcourt won the center position back? I wasn't shocked just because based on what I was hearing coming out of fall camp from everyone that I had spoken with, it looked like he was uh, – the better center uh, as far as doing what Coach Wolford was wanting and translating it down to everyone else and making the calls. Uh, and I, th- I think it, it's kinda, it, it, it kind of handwriting was on the wall there a couple of weeks in the fall camp that he was back and, and doing a good job. Yeah. So, well, I guess we should just go ahead and do a little bit of a walk through of who all the starters are. Uh, we'll start on defense. You got Tim Smith, DJ Dale, and Jaheim Otis splitting nose guard. Byron Young, his back, who's back up, is Justin Boyby, who we said we thought would be the star. Dallas Turner, Henry Toto, Jalen Moody, of course Will Anderson. Cornerback is is. Uh, Interesting, because there's not a true starter. Both are uh, bracketed. Kool-Aid and Eli. Terry and Kyrie. Safety, DeMarco and Battle. Star is Brian Branch. Uh, With this lineup on defense, when who they have in backup, we've talked about this potentially being the best defense Alabama has ever had. Is it possible with these guys? 
I think it's definitely possible with these starters, and and uh, I think you've got a lot of great athletes here. You got a lot of great players on defense. But what I'm more impressed with is the defensive line and the depth that looks like those defensive lines. You just mentioned Tim Smith, By- uh, Byron Young, and DJ Dale, and then the right behind them, Jamil Burroughs, Jaheim Otis, and Justin Aborby. And then you got Damon Payne, Tim Keenan, and Jamarian Latham. You're talking about nine players there, which I believe a lot of times, and Joe, you could comment on this. I think you and I have I've heard you speak about this at other times, but a lot of times our defense looked like it was getting gashed at some point in the game. It was just because we were out of gas. We didn't have those interchangeable players. And I think what's going to make this defense one of the best ever is going to be all those great athlete starters, but also the people that can come in and give them rest and that defensive line over and over being able to, to have nine players that you don't lose much drop-off uh, in substitution and get a pattern of substitution that will allow us to be fresh uh, you know, in the second half and late in ball games when we really need to make that stop. Uh, I think that's what's going to make this defense uh, great. What do, you, what do you all think? Joe, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's exactly like you said, DC. Uh, when you see, uh, you, you heard a lot about Jamil Burroughs getting being very, you know, being very disruptive, and he's sitting there in your second line. Uh, you, you guys have already touched on Jaheim Otis and his big kind of uh, his big surgeons, uh, even just as a freshman. And you've got really experienced players, as Justin Justin Aboigbe and J- uh, Jamarian Latham. Like right there, uh, you you're looking at this defensive line depth, and you have. Nine Nine players, three, six, nine players that uh, that can play. You may as well be using them all. There's there's no reason. Uh, I know Coach Saban likes to uh, give playing time uh, to, to, to to players who have earned it, uh, and not doesn't like to reward players who may not have earned it. But there's no reason to be recruiting and developing. At this, at such at such a high high level, and not using that as one of your main weapons to wear down some of these other teams, using that depth to to stay after it, and, and and just like you said, DC, stay fresh in the fourth quarter. And I think Coach Saban does. I agree with you, Joe. He does like to reward those that earn it, but I think he does also uh, like to have confidence in the backups and the backups backups. And I believe he's got. I believe he can have confidence in these nine players to interchangeably move them in and out. Uh, get the best, uh, you know, best combinations you can at any given time, and not lose, not have a whole drop off, and be fresh. So I think it's really this, that's the mark of some of his best defenses that they were able to maintain the level of intensity throughout the game and get that stop uh, when we need it. If you look back at games that we've lost, a lot of times it's been we couldn't get the stop when we needed it because these up tempo offenses had had ran so many plays and ran us so much that we were. A little, uh, you know, a little gassed on on defense. So, I think this is a prime example of how you can how you can uh, uh, defend against that. Coach Davis has gone out and recruited some great defensive linemen, and now we've got nine of them listed on a depth chart that could really make a difference in this year's this year's team. Yeah, and then when you look at the linebackers, uh, we we talked about the middle linebackers, but we hadn't talked about the outside guys. You got a guy like Chris Braswell sitting as a backup behind Will Anderson, and we've already heard everything that we've heard about the impact that he's potentially going to have on this year's team. And you look across, and you have uh, Quandarius Robinson, and you have a Jeremiah Alexander, who's third team, but was one of the top players in the country last year. 
So you see the potential there. So this outside linebacker room could also just be as dangerous as anything, especially with the sets that we've heard from having three of these guys on the field at a time. And then maybe, you know, you have a Jahai Campbell out there on those situations where he can either rush the passer or drop back in coverage. Yeah, most definitely. I, I think that's, again, what makes this defense scary is it, it, it's great athletes at the starting positions, but so many good athletes down the line in the backup positions that allow us to continue to be be uh, stronger in the in the fourth quarter of some of these games that we're going to need them. Yeah. What'd y'all think so about we're going to go ahead and go to break. Field? We're combat, pick up at the DBs, and then really break through, break down this offense and special teams. All right. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama wide receiver Calvin Ridley is one of multiple celebrities who have been victims to gang crimes throughout Fulton County, Georgia. Former Alabama running back Brian Robinson is in stable condition after being shot on Sunday evening in a carjacking attempt in Washington, D.C. Former Alabama running back Derrick Henry cracked number 12 in the 2022 NFL's Top 100 Players. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard. Right For some of all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis.
DC of DC Capstone Report. Uh, so when we're looking at these DBs, we know how big of a deal corner was last year for Alabama with the injuries and the lack of experience when once Jalen Armar Davis and Josh Job got hurt and how that affected Alabama in the national championship game. When you're looking at the corners, they're listed as bracketed starters. So do you guys think when it comes to those two positions, that means we're going to be seeing a rotation of these four guys? Or do you think it's going to be more like it has been in the past where it eventually is just two guys and the other two are the peer backups instead of rotating to get that experience and playing time? I think at first we're going to see uh, – I, I expect Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry Arnold to start this Utah State game. Uh, I, I don't think that Eli Ricks and Kyrie Jackson had enough reps in practice to, uh, because of their injuries and other things that have been going on. But over time, I would I would think that all four of them could get some playing time. Uh, and I could see it happening, to, you know, give, give them those uh, reps and give them some rest so that they're all fresh again in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they got all that they all got put it uh, slotted as brackets. Uh, I, I, th- I think that Coach Saban maybe sees the talent in in, in Kyrie and, and in Eli Ricks, but as DC said, they, they didn't really have the, a lot of the reps. Both of those guys dealing with minor minor injuries through uh, through the fall camp, and so and not to take anything away from Terry on Arnold, uh, I, I think that he's kind of worked his way into that into that position, uh, but 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 I think that. Uh, I, I think at least through the first couple of weeks, he's probably going to be using all four of them uh, just at, at will. And, you know, Co- Coach Saban loves the corner position, so I, I think he likes to uh, keep the competition high, and I, and I think he sees a lot of guys that he likes that, that are out there at the moment. Yeah, and when you look at the safety position, you got DeMarco Helms and Jordan Battle, the guys that started last year, the guys that you know you can count on. Uh, you have Devontae Smith and Malachi Moore bracketed with Christian Story as the backups. And then, of course, the star position has been manned by either Brian Branch or Malachi Moore for the last two years. And so most likely when we go six DBs, it'll be Branch and Moore on the field. Uh, were you surprised that there wasn't another name listed amongst the safeties? Because we know what we're getting out of those two guys. Yeah, I was surprised. <clears throat> I was surprised there wasn't another name listed. I, I and also that Malachi Moore was listed as bracketed with Christian Story. Uh, I, I heard that he had made a push for the safety position during the year and to get more playing time to back up the you know Jordan Battle. But you know, I was I was surprised that one of the other people, maybe the names that we haven't heard, been hearing in fall practice, wasn't listed there as one of the backups. But I think they have a lot of confidence in Demarco Helms and Jordan Battle, and as long as we stay healthy at that position. Probably have one of the most experienced, uh, strong safety positions in the entire uh, Southeastern Conference. Yeah. What do you guys think about uh, Devontae Smith being listed by, as the second free safety? Uh, because I, I'm not, uh, I, I don't have inside sources or anything, but but, but I had always kind of thought that he was uh, working and uh, working at corner. Uh, he had been, but I I remember I think it was in the spring. He started getting some work at free safety, and I guess he's transitioned to that position full-time. 
Uh, you know, he's about 5'10", 5'11", about 190, so I guess he has the size to play the position. But he had been a corner and was recruited as a corner when he first arrived. Yeah, I, I think that he was recruited as a corner, but I think with the competition that was going on at corner, uh, he felt like, and Coach Saban felt like he had the skills to play in the safety position, and they needed, uh, you know, a good uh, depth at the safety position in order for them to, uh, in order for him to get playing time, he agreed to move over there. thought it was a good, good move for him at the time. I think it happened right after spring practice. Yeah. Uh, so now, switching to the offensive side of the ball, uh, there's not the only real surprise, of course, along the offensive line is most likely Kendall Randolph playing guard and JV on corn being the backup. Uh, now, a name that we've been excited to hear and, and want to see this guy, but he just can't seem to break through is uh, Tommy Brockemeyer. Uh, what have you heard anything about that, DC, of why he's not able to break through and get on the field? Yeah, I've heard a little bit. I think that when he first came in, uh, there were some uh, just some needed to bulk up, uh, get in the constraint conditioning program, increase his size, uh, quickness. I think he's done that, but I think also some injuries have set him back in, in getting the reps, uh, and he's a little little slow to come back from some of those injuries. Uh, but my understanding is that the, both the Brockemeyer twins are, are still there and uh, playing well, competing. Uh, and that uh, you know that they're 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 getting gaining strength. They're seeing improvement. Uh, it, it's just taken a, a little while to get to where they need to be. All right. And Tyler Booker moving to right guard. He was a tackle coming out of high school. Is something that Alabama has done a lot with some of these high end tackles to get them on the field, get them some experience, they'll slide them in the guard. You saw it with Evan Neal. You saw it with Alex Leatherwood. J.C. Latham last year, who's now starting at right tackle. Is this a permanent move for him, or is it something in the same mode as that? I think it's just what you said. It's another way to get your best players on the field. And I think that uh, they're more confident in him playing at the guard position right now. Uh, and uh, I think he'll continue to work at both guard and tackle. And I think tackle is probably his most natural position. But as you can you can see with Alex Leatherwood and others, the more you know how to play and what uh, positions you can play along the offensive line, the better chance you are at the next level. And I think it's all about, as Coach Saban puts it, creating value for himself and being able to get him on the field sooner at the guard position than, than at the tackle position. And when you look at this tight end position, we know Cameron too. Once he gets back, he's healthy. He's going to be the starting tight end. But what you have is Robbie Oots, Miles Kitzelman, and then for the third team, you have Danny Lewis Jr. bracketed with Amari Nyblatt. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because we've heard a lot of good things about Nyblatt that he's bracketed as the second guy on that third team. And we don't have Brown, the other true freshman, listed as all, listed at all. And he was the guy that was here in spring. Yeah, I think the well, thing very interesting there because we've heard a lot of people talk about Nye Black, but it seemed like Danny Lewis Jr. has had just a really, really good uh, fall camp. And he's taken advantage of the reps that he could get uh, with Cameron too being out. So... I look for Robbie Oots and Miles Kitzelman to play a lot uh, in this in this game against Utah State, and with the absence of uh, of uh, the two. 
Uh, are either one of those guys going to be a threat in the passing game, or are they going to be used as the just the run blockers, the inline guys, or can they add to that aspect as well? I think they may be a, 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 at least a, a threat in the passing game uh, in the Utah State game, but not as used as, as a pass, but maybe more of a decoy. I, I think that you'll see, uh, and I talked about this on a podcast this week, I think you'll see more bat passes go to the running backs out of the backfield uh, than the tight ends, and, and uh, uh, just have the, having the tight ends out in the pass in the coverages to be able to take up space, and having Jamar Gibbs running free uh, on a wheel route so the outlet outlet out and up routes that allow him to get the, get the ball in space. Uh, so I, I look for them to create a, a, a scenario where Jamar Gibbs gets more touches in this because of Cumberland Two's not in the game. Yeah, and of course, quarterback position. Is what it is. <laughs> no shockers there. Bryce Young, Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson as those three guys. Uh, how much of Jalen do we see this week during Utah? Do you think we see him any throughout the course of the game, or is he just going to be coming in for mop-up duty, essentially? I think he'll come in for mop-up duty toward the end of the game. I think they're going to get give Bryce Young to uh, to get a feel of the game, especially having to go on the road next week against Texas. The next week against Texas, I think they want him to be able to manage the game well and and treat it like a. Uh, and, and I think Utah State's got a really good defense, so it's going to pose some, you know, uh, some schemes and things that he'll need to be able to make the right calls and adjustments uh, against and go the right. So I think Bryce Young will play well into the end of the game. And in the running back room, probably one of the most talented rooms Alabama's had just as a whole. Of course, we have Jameer Gibbs as the starter. And we have Jason Roydale bracketed as the number twos. And uh, Trey Sanders, who everybody's been wanting to see successful uh, as the third team guy. What can this room bring as a whole when it comes to their abilities to make plays not only on the ground but in the in the passing game as well. You know, solid running back room. Uh, you know, one of the best top to bottom. Uh, Jameer Gibbs uh, coming in, taking that lead role. Uh, we've heard all about his play, uh, what, what we look for, what he could do, passing, catching out of the backfield, running the ball. You know, a, you know, the threat to break it at any moment. But then I love to see Jace McClellan and Roy Dale Williams bracketed right there at the second, t- uh, second behind him. They're coming back from their knee injuries. Everything that I've heard Coach Saban say, they are right on point to be able to play and contribute this year. And then Trey Sanders. I, I think Coach Saban said yesterday he suspected five. He called five. He didn't, the, the fifth name's not on here, but I think it's probably Jamarian Miller. Uh, he called five running backs that could possibly play and contribute this year. Uh, and then, so this could be the best stack running back room that Alabama's had in quite some time. As you know, last year, uh, I hope we don't have any injuries like we had last year, but we would have we could have used a running back room like this. So it's another way to build a team that's ready for to play late in the year. Joe, I know you're a big Trey Sanders guy. Uh, how are you feeling about him being able to contribute to this team? Well, I think he's going to contribute uh, uh, quite quite a bit. I know he's listed as in that third slot, really kind of technically. Uh, but I, but I think he's going to contribute quite a bit. I think that uh, he might surprise some people with with how uh, how fast he's looking. Uh, I, I've 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 just heard that he's that that he's 
running pretty well. So I think he's going to surprise some people. I think Jameer Gibbs and obviously the first three are going to get the cracks at it. But Trey Sanders might be that guy that uh, that you put in that the defenses can't really account for. I think I think he's going to be a pretty big factor in the offense. Yeah, I think at least four D. If Miller can contribute, that's a that's a very dangerous room. And, of course, we talked about the starting wide receivers, but not much about the backups. And we got Ja'Cory Brooks, who was the one of the heroes of the Iron Bowl. And we got the speedy Tyler Harrell and Christian Leary slash Emmanuel Henderson as the backup for this position, for the, for the three wide receiver positions. What, what are guys like Brooks, Harrell, and Leary slash Henderson going to bring different to the offense because I think we need to get the same type of rotation with them as we do with the DBs because we saw last year with the injuries the guys in front had all the reps the guys behind didn't and struggled well I think having Ja'Cory Brooks and Trayshawn Holden together there at the Z receiver uh, that you know there's not much uh, drop off there when you come in I think you know, Brooks comes in tall long uh, has some game experience from last year. You know, Tyler Harrell will be the guy. You know, I've heard that Jermaine Burton has some deceptive speed, but uh, Tyler Harrell will be the guy to come in at that X receiver and get hopefully get lost in the coverage. And, and before you know it, he's gone, like kind of like Jameson Williams was last year when he lined up in that position. So he can really take the top off the defense. And then having a Christian Leary who's, who's got experience and played for a long time in the offense to be able to come in behind the, the freshman, Kobe Prentice, I think is a really, really excellent to have on, on your side. So I'm, I'm thinking this is a, like you said, a, a way to, to really place multiple uh, 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 wide receivers in this offense and give, uh, you know, give Bryce Young a lot of targets to be able to to, uh, to, to, to throw through, as well as giving a lot of depth in in, in our offensive uh, wide receiver game. Yeah, and then of course you cannot forget special teams. Special teams can change. Games change seasons, and as Alabama has seen in the past, uh, of course, Will Riker back at uh, all the kicking duties. Uh, James Burnup is going to be the punter and the holder. Neyland Hib- Hibbett is going to be the long snapper. And now, but the ones that everybody wants to know, the punt returners and the kick returners. You have Kool-Aid McKinstry, as the starting punt returner and the starting kickoff returners are Ja'Cory Brooks and Jameer Gibbs. Now, to me, this is where Jameer Gibbs can actually win the Heisman. I think he's going to have great numbers running the ball. I think he's going to have great numbers catching the ball out of the backfield. But his explosiveness and his ability to be dangerous in the kickoff return game, I think, is what could win him the Heisman this year. I agree with you, but I think the surprise to me there is to Corey Brooks uh, with him, uh, you know, back there. You know, at some point, if he is uh, successful as we think Jameer Gibbs is going to be, they're going to kick away from him. And to Corey Brooks being the other guy, I think that just goes to show you that I think he, he's good with the football. Uh, he you know, doesn't turn it over. He makes good decisions, and he has good speed as well. So I think it's, I think it was interesting to have him pair with Jameer Gibbs. Whoever's opposite Jameer Gibbs probably may get a lot of touches later in the year. <laughs> yeah. Joe, what's your opinion on the special teams? 
Ah, uh, well, as long as Will Rocker's kicking the field goals, I trust whoever he's putting back there to, to return the kicks. I think I think we got a lot of dangerous weapons. Oh yeah, most definitely. DC, thank you for joining us today. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Well, you can find me at DC Capstone Report Facebook page. Uh, you can also find me at dccapstonereport.com. Our, our podcast, the uh, preview in the game against Utah State, will be up later today. Um, we uh, also you can find us at YouTube. You can search us, our, our podcast at YouTube. And check out Lance Shores' other sites, RollTideBama.com and FreelancePictures.com for some great Alabama content. Any of your listeners out there that have anything to do with the Million Dollar Band, the cheerleaders, the football team, parents out there want to get pictures, Lance have great pictures up after every home football game for you to be able to download with your children. All right, D.C., it's always a pleasure. Thank you for sitting in for the entire show today. I am Xavier Houston. Uh, Martin will be back tomorrow and we'll be ready to rock and roll. Joe, appreciate everything you do behind the scenes. Everyone have a blessed day. Good day and roll tide. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck on 2059 westbound near exit 86. Now we have a report of a car hitting a hog in the 11,000 block north side road in Samantha. Injuries reported. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Get end of the month savings now at Townsend Nissan. Extra money for your trade-in too. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. Pickens County Medical Center is one of nine rural hospitals to close in Alabama since 2008. That according to the University of Alabama Education Policy Center. The medical center in Carrollton was shut down in March of 2020, and that has forced ambulances to transport patients to Tuscaloosa or Columbus, Mississippi, when time is critical in saving a life. A petition is now being passed around to reopen that medical center. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to say 6 1941, that's 205 